from the deadline of you have to submit your roster. And he's Jamie's just bless his heart, man, and his accent. Like I'm just I I'm love so you, sorry. I, lo I look up so much to you and Zach, and and I'm like, well, first of all, you need to be looking up to me. Like, you should look up to Ron. He's, he's, he said, I, I promise, I love you. I yeah, promise. We're like, he's such a good guy. But yeah, so that put us in a tough situation. Hello, Shockers. This is Scott Pask with the Wichita State University Alumni Association. Welcome to this edition of our Shock Talk podcast, our chance to visit with Shocker alumni and other others affiliated with WSU. Uh, we are talking hoops today uh, with Ron and Zach. And if they need an introduction, uh, I'll get them a formal introduction here soon. But uh, uh, most Shocker basketball fans already know them. We are talking hoops today in advance of the $1 million winner-take-all summer showcase known as the TBT. Uh, the basketball tournament. It started in 2014 and really came on Shocker fans' radar in 2019 uh, with the debut of the Aftershocks, uh, a team made up predominantly of Wichita, Wichita State basketball uh, alums. Uh, Wichita State hosted eight of the participating teams uh, two years ago at Coke Arena and set records for attendance that still, still stand today. Uh, they drew more than 7,000 fans at Coke Arena for the opening night and uh, over 20,000 for the seven games that were played at Coke Arena. Uh, after sitting out last year's tournament, in part due to the challenges of COVID-19, uh, the Aftershocks are back. Uh, WSU was chosen as one of four host sites uh, for the opening week of the two-week tournament, uh, it's, which is a single elimination tournament. Uh, Charleston, West Virginia, Columbus, Ohio, and uh, Peoria, Illinois are the other regional hosts. Uh, 16 teams will play at Coke Arena uh, beginning Friday, July 16th. Uh, the tournament is made up of a lot of alumni basketball teams from various universities around the country. Uh, teams that will be playing at Coke Arena over the five days include uh, alumni teams from Creighton, Kansas State, Oklahoma State, uh, TCU, Arkansas. And then there are teams that, that will have names that you may not be familiar with but have a good history in the TBT. Uh, the number one seed for this regional uh, is the Everline Drive team. They were the finalists in this in this tournament in 2018. Uh, the Aftershocks are the number two seed and will debut at 8 p.m. Central Time uh, on Friday, July 16th against a team called the Expats, which are made up of, of alumni mainly from the uh, Patriot League. Uh, if you're familiar, uh, if you've ever had your NCAA tournament bracket wrecked by Lehigh uh, or Bucknell, uh, you're familiar with the Patriot League. Uh, the game will be televised on ESPN2 and, and tickets are available at GoShockers.com. I'm pleased to be joined with the uh, the uh, front office guru and the uh, sideline sage of the Aftershocks 2.0. Uh, the, uh, the general manager of this group is Ron Baker, uh, a Scott City Beaver, uh, a New York Nick, uh, and a Washington Wizard, among others. And in between, uh, just an All-American at Wichita State uh, during his career uh, in the early 2000s. Um, he concluded his professional career uh, in Russia and moved back to uh, Wichita in January. And then uh, on my other side here is Zach Bush, uh, who, who was a teammate of Ron's and a, a walk-on extraordinaire and a great player himself at uh, Goddard's Eisenhower High School. Uh, played a lot uh, at the end of games in the, from 2013 to 2017 and uh, is also back as a coach for the second time with the Aftershocks. He was an assistant uh, during during the Aftershocks 2019 run. Uh, so guys, welcome. And I guess I'd just say, Ron, how's the veteran coach doing? And, and Zach, how's the, the rookie GM doing so far? Uh, uh, with this? I don't even think we need to talk about anything. 
Right. That was great. That was. That was a terrific. <laughs> now you got to now you got to give me more. Now we got to give you content. <laughs> but uh, no, this is this is going well. It's they they label me as a GM, but it's all collective between me, Zach, Jr., and Garrett Stutz. The team we assembled has been easy to work with. Really looking forward to the twelfth when everyone reports. Uh, the cool thing about all this is we feel like the guys that aren't shockers right now are guys that have affiliation with our shocker players when you look at damian dodd for example has affiliation with shard kelly <clears throat> excuse me in high school uh connor's teammate from spain david DeLeo, central michigan guy and then tyrus mcgee is a really good player that came out of iowa state and has a really good friendship over in israel with a shocker of ours joe raglan and then our fourth is just three. Is it just three? Just three. Oh, that's right. Because we added uh, Zach Brown the and other Zach day Brown, and Tekel. Yep. Uh, Ron's so, done outstanding job as GM um, stepping in. You know, he's such a, you know, he probably cringes a little bit away from the spotlight, but he's such a, you know, almost say pillar in the community. People um, love him. He does such a good job of maintaining relationships in Wichita. Like he said, it's been a lot of fun because we've all, I think, shared responsibilities. We don't really have any egos of like, this is this is my thing and you stay in your lane and I'll stay in mine. And we all just really love the program and love Wichita. So JR and Garrett deserve a ton of credit um, for their help in this. And Ron has done just an outstanding job of reaching out to guys and making sure everybody knows that they're welcome back here and then um, developing sponsorship opportunities. I see. Yeah, JR Simon, uh, who was an assistant uh on the Aftershocks or on the Aftershocks team in 2019. And Garrett Stutz, who played for the Aftershocks, uh, will also be on the sidelines with Zach and, and Ron during the, the TBT. Uh, before we get too far into the Aftershocks, I do, I do want to just kind of back up a little bit and, and kind of catch up with both of you guys on, on your personal lives. I know, I know Ron, as we mentioned, uh, you moved here in January. Uh, kind of take us through that, that process um, from from, of course, you played um, in the NBA for a few seasons and then had the, the one year in, in, in the Euro League over in Moscow. Uh, can you just kind of walk us through the, I guess, what would be the COVID period when when you, you, you know, I know you've been dealing with some injuries, just kind sure. of catch us up to, to what brought you to Wichita here. Yeah, um, I guess after my year in Moscow, we got sent home late March because of COVID. We had a solid year, actually. We think we finished fourth in the Euro League. And I ended up coming back and just throughout the spring and summer, I spent a lot of time in Scott City. I, I was struggling with a, a hip. I wouldn't call it an injury, but just kind of a nagging situation. And in mid to late June, I had an offer from a team in Siberia. And just when my agent called me and he told me about the offer and the opportunity, I told him I was grateful but something inside me just wasn't wasn't right. I, I didn't really enjoy being over in Europe. I, I wasn't really a fan of like the cultural change that players have to go through. And then also I had to I had to get this hip right. I I've had a lot of nagging injuries throughout my career and something that kind of dawned on me. I, I have a grandpa out in Western Kansas who's 70 and He's got a ton of injuries from just being a farmer and seeing him kind of croak around. <laughs> I was telling my mom, I was like, I want to be a granddad someday and be able to do the little things in life. Uh, so that decision for me was fairly easy to tell my agent that, 
you know, moving forward, like that those offers over in Europe aren't for me. Also, Siberia is really cold. Siberia is cold. (laughs) So is, so is uh, Russia. (laughs) Um, But I I just, I hate to, I hate to say this, but it it is what it is. My heart wasn't, wasn't in the game anymore. I, I, I love the game, but the situation the game took me to wasn't something I wanted to pursue. And I, I didn't love the situation it presented me. So I ended up getting hip surgery in September and I did some of my PT here in Wichita throughout the winter and just something about Wichita out of all the places I've ever been. It's just, it's the people it, it locations, obviously in the middle of the U S like no one really travels here. It's a flyover state, but I'm a Kansas kid through and through. So it was a no brainer for me to decide to move back here. I've made a lot of relationships in my five years as a student, my friends, my circle, is all around here. My sister lives here and Scott City is only a three and a half hour drive. So just moving into a house in January on the east side of town where I enjoy spending a lot of my time was just a great fit. And in the reality, it just came down to the people here in Wichita. I, I feel like I fit in. It's a blue collared community. If people have something, it's most likely they earned it down the road in their in their careers. So looking forward to be a part of this community obviously excited to be in basketball at some capacity mm-hmm. with this and trying to just grow as a man and pursue something that's going to help impact the community i think at the end of end of the day and at the end of our lives we want to be looked at as someone who's done good in the world made it better than it was when we got here and wichita is the spot that i know i can do that it's really kind of allowed you in this role as a GM to, to network, talk with people. I mean, it kind of fits with what you came back for. In a yeah. Way so you know. when you're a pro, I, I would come to Wichita maybe a month in the off season. So my four years as a pro, I would, I would come back. I'd see my people. I would network a little bit and run into people that I met my five years here. But when you go back and you go to New York or you go to Moscow, that relationship is, is there, but it's not easy for you to keep it, as it should be. Whereas now I live here, I can see somebody randomly at a game. I can see them at chicken and pickle. I can see them out in the community. So that relationship just continues to grow in those small conversations we continue to have down the, down the road. So it's, it's nice to be home and, and getting these sponsorships for this, this uh, event has been awesome. I think the generosity in this town is something they should be very proud of. I think there's a lot of supporting people and a lot of great community leaders that me myself can look up to. I see. I see. Well, Zach, I know if, if you've been around a gymnasium at a Wichita area high school over the last few years, you, you, you may have seen Zach sitting on a, on a bench over either at Eisenhower or, or at May South. And then coming up this fall, you've, uh, you've got a new opportunity. Could, could you share what that is? Yeah, I'm uh, excited. I, uh, I've accepted a teaching and coaching position at Andover High School. I'm really excited. You know, my I come from a teacher. My mom um, was a PE teacher, still is. At uh, she was at Goddard first, and then at Eisenhower. She's been a PE teacher over 20 years now. So I kind of grew up in a gym, just a little bit. I think in your blood when you uh, are the son or daughter of a teacher. Um, so I'm really excited for that. You know, I after college uh, bounced around a little bit. It's hard, I think, when 
um, you're not taking the path Ron did of directly to the NBA when basketball, you know, comes to an end for you. It's uh, it's tough because I think for so long, um, that's all we really knew is, you know, I was an athlete, whether that was, you know, as a kid, I played baseball, I played basketball, I played football, I played soccer. So it's all you thought about. And then, you know, going to college, it's all you think about because it's all you do. It's all you have time for. And so then reality kicks in of like, oh, man, like I you know really have to you know have this identity crisis of who am I going to be? What do I want to do? Um, so I took a job, first job out of college with uh, Stryker, medical device company, unbelievable company, Fortune 500. It was um, incredible, but pretty quickly realized the area I was in with Stryker um, wasn't really where I wanted to be. So stepped away from it. And at the time, um, JR, who's you know, probably my best friend, was uh, had accepted a GA role here at WSU. So that was nice having him in town. But I'm also seeing him still kind of a part of the same team that we just left because you had uh, like Shaq, Daryl, Landry, basically the whole group um, was still there. JR and I were the only two that graduated. Mm -hmm. And so that was uh, really hard for me. I really missed the game and then seeing them all still together. So I really thought, you know, I've always had an interest in coaching. My mother's a track coach and coach volleyball, coach basketball. Um, so I decided to give uh, the GA thing a shot. I went out to East Tennessee State with Steve Forbes, who was mm -hmm. unbelievable um, to me. Just such a good man. Um, admire so much about him. We had a great team, went 30 and four, um, had earned a bid to the NCAA tournament. And then COVID happens. Um, and it was a hard year when I lived in Tennessee. I, I think like you, you know, you miss those relationships back mm -hmm. home. Like you said, it's, you know, you still have them, but it's hard. How do you build something when you live, you know, 15 plus hours away? You just, right. you don't see those people. And then, you know, I'm sure you felt the same way. Like when you're missing weddings and you're watching your friends get married and you're watching events happen in your life kind of pass you by. It, it sounds crazy to say, but like the fear of missing out yeah. is actually oh. a thing, but hmm. it's, it's not that you want to be at the event. It's just, you want the feeling of. Mm -hmm. The atmosphere yes that feeling of love that okay, right. i'm with you these can people. see yeah. with vi videos and stuff mm -hmm. you can see what's going on sure. but you can't feel the love the emotions mm -hmm. in those events yeah and i i felt that when i was in tennessee um you know i loved the people i was with but it was hard and for me a guy that i've never really been away i stayed here for mm -hmm. school and so this is the first time in life and i'm almost you know I'm, at this point i'm 25 26 and i'm like almost to tears because i'm you know, missing everything back yeah. home. Like I'm missing my brother who's now walking. I'm not getting to go to his games sure. and, you know, all these people I care about my girlfriend, you know, and it, I struggled. Hmm. And I think it quickly dawned on me that as much as I love basketball, that lifestyle of college coaching just long-term wasn't going to be worth, mm -hmm. you know, you have to sacrifice a lot. And that's why I have so much admiration for these coaches. Mm -hmm. They put, you know, so much on the line, they sacrifice family time and events and, so I just knew personally that probably wasn't going to be it for me. Um, and so Coach Forbes got the job at Wake Forest. I decided to move back and uh, decided to pursue teaching. It was kind of that thing in the back of my mind where I was always like, maybe you like being a teacher. Like, your mom is it. Like you go to the games, you love kids, like just try it. Mm -hmm. And so I think pushing myself out of my comfort zone. Um, I got a degree in sport management, so I had to come back and do some classes, I which – I'm about done with taking classes. I'm exhausted. <laughs> I did half of a master's in Tennessee, but um, so yeah, I got, uh, was really fortunate. Jacob Hers actually, his dad, Ryan Hers, um, was the one who reached out to me and had the job there. And I don't think many teachers get to start in a school like in Andover, mm -hmm. you know, Goddard Mays, like those are incredible schools. And 
So to have that opportunity and then to coach and give back to kids, I love, you know, similar to what Ron said, you still want to be around the game. So that's kind of how I've ended up back here. And I think you touched on it really well. The people here, just this place, as much as, you know, locals, we may complain about, you know, we don't have this and Kansas City has that. And, you know, it's it's still home. And it's just mm-hmm. this part of you that, you know, never really leaves and that always draws you back. Yeah. Now, Jacob and Ryan Hers, of course, both guys who won the, wore the Shocker uniform uh, at different times. And, and Jacob just finished up. Uh, and, and so kind of build on that family thing. We've got a, a, a team with, with eight aftershocks uh, coming back. Uh, I know you guys have said it was a roster that, that kind of put itself together in a way. Can you elaborate just a little bit on, on, on you know, we'll go through the, the, the roster a little bit, but but how that, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of construction I gathered. It, it kind of put itself together to, to some extent. You can start with that because I yeah. know you were in contact with the guys most of the year. Yeah, I think after 2019, we set such a great tone. Like it was just I can't like over exaggerate how much it meant to all of us that were involved. And then, you know, even guys like Ron who weren't involved, but like got to watch it. Um you know, guys that didn't play, but like Joe Raglan was here and just watching, like you could sense the excitement and like, wow, this is, you know, a really cool environment. And so it was pretty easy at that point. We had, you know, a core group of guys that we'd had our eye on. And um, after 2019, the 2020 TBT was coming up and uh, we talked with Ron, JR and I did about, you know, where his career was headed, if he wanted to play and all that stuff. And he politely was like, hey, you know, I got to get my hip right. Um, you know, we'll see where things end up here this next year. And so we were ecstatic when Ron's like, I'd love to you know, help you guys out. Mm-hmm. And then from that point, you know, you have, you know, three, four guys that you're like, this is where we start. And that's, you know, the Connors, Tekels, um, the Therese, Marcus. I mean, Richard. It's, yeah, Richard. Excuse, I shouldn't even left Richard out. Richard's mm-hmm. probably the first one. I mean, he's kind of been the de facto leader of this group, uh, he and Connor. But after that, it was just kind of. Yeah, so you get those six, like I had mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. And then once you have those six, then it becomes a, all right. This is what we might be missing. This is what we need. This is what usually wins this tournament. Mm-hmm. And we knew as a guard, it's always a guard-heavy tournament. You watch all the teams in the past. They usually have guards that can score at will. And then the other thing is you can't give up easy baskets. Mm-hmm. Sounds easy, but <laughs> you'll watch these games in this TBT, and you'll see some, like, bonehead mistakes, <laughs> and then a guy just gets, you know, an uncontested layup or two or three. Mm-hmm. So it's it's really just the team that has you know really really talented guards is smart up here, and then the good ones have a guy that's at the rim. He's active, doesn't need you know his touches and can move. And that's where I think Daryl Willis came in to play for us. He's yeah. a guy that he played in the Russian league actually when I was over there. Wiry, can run the floor, doesn't get tired very often, skilled with the ball, can pass. And then we went after this Dodd kid after Jamie had accidentally had some mishaps uh, back down south in in Texas with his with his injury. Uh, we wanted to make sure he got healthy and took care of himself. And then Zay, or, uh, excuse me, uh, Richard was like, "I got a guy." Well, that was easy. Who, what, Perfect, what's his yeah. name? Alyssa. <laughs> and like when Jamie let us know, and we love Jamie, like no yeah. hard feelings at all. Yeah. Uh, it was unfortunately literally 24 hours <laughs> the day from the deadline of you due. have to submit your roster. He's Jamie just bless his heart, man. And his accent, like, I'm just I I'm so brothers. sorry. I, lo- I, I look up you. so much to you and Zach. And and I'm like, well, first of all, you need to be looking up to me. Like, you should look up to Ron. He's like, he's, he said, I, I promise I love you. I yeah. promise. We're like, hey, it's going to be okay. Such a good guy. Yeah. But it's yeah, so okay. that put us in a tough situation. And 
Um, I think what's made this so fun and also so easy with getting these guys is we both played with, I think, almost everyone on the roster. Mm -hmm. um, I think, yeah, all of the guys. And then even the ones like this past years that we didn't play with, um, like JR and I, we've had really good relationships and been able to get to know them. So now it's not this thing of like, oh, it's awkward. I don't know if I can reach out. But with Connor, you know, like we talk, you know, every week. So it's mm -hmm. easy to say, hey, you're playing. And he's he, Connor's a kind of guy. He loves basketball, so yeah. he's going to play. And then Richard, it's the same thing. And they always kind of pull the same thing. Uh, you you text them like, hey, we doing this again? And they're all, well, well who's playing? Yeah. Like, it's it's the same dude, guys. Like, yeah. they are, they're all kind of don't want to be the first to commit. But yeah. as soon as you yeah. say Connor's in, Shard's in, Marcus is going to be in, you know, you list off the guys and then, OK, yeah, we're good. I think they all want to feel comfortable like this is, you know, the group of brothers and yeah. We all, I think, have such a special bond and love each other so much. Just the enticement of, hey, we get to spend like a week and a half together. Like we never get yeah. to do that anymore. Yeah. yeah. Like getting to Kel to play because he's my guy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you reach out to him and he's like, man, I don't know who's playing. <laughs> right. Who's playing? And then I'm like, well, Teray's playing. And he's like, really? Oh, okay. <laughs> really? I was like, yeah. And he's like, I assume you're the GM. And he starts, you know, giving me some shit. And I'm like, it doesn't matter what I am. I'm going to be here. So you're coming. And he's like, okay, man, you can put me down. I'll, I'll be there. That's the other thing that helps so much with having yeah. him is not that the rest of us aren't legitimate, but, you know, Ron just has such great relationships with people. And, you know, he's such a great player that um, the trustworthiness is there when you say, like, you know, Ron's involved. Oh, okay. Now, like, I feel more comfortable. And, um, so it's just it's been a great group and it really hasn't i think some teams you know struggle a little bit because mm -hmm. it's hard for guys when you spend you know nine months of the year in europe and you haven't seen your family mm -hmm. and now okay do i want to sacrifice you know because it's two a, weeks yeah it's a 10-day yeah, deal like, exactly. do i want to sacrifice 10 and then days, if you move on you know right, to date right. do i want to yeah, keep mm -hmm. doing that and so the family i think aspect helps and like just today, Marcus, um, I didn't tell you this wrong. Marcus texts me and is like, hey, what hotel are we staying at? And then he's like laughing. Like he's just such a giddy little kid. Like, yeah. man, I'm so excited. Like next week's about to be so much fun seeing all the guys. So I think we're all. Uh, I think that's what gets our team together and on the same page, too, mm -hmm. is that we're hosting. Yeah. Because yeah. Wichita's it home, it's those guys have been here three plus yeah. years and they know they know where all the ins and outs are. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, it's like a too. vacation yeah. for them in yeah. a sense. Like, yeah, they'll be home working out, but oh, I can go to Wichita for 10 days and see, see my the, people, see my people yeah. and still be around basketball so that I'm ready for when I go back home and get ready to go overseas. <clears throat> Excuse me. Another thing we didn't touch base on is we had our guards in play and we're to was kind of on the fence line. We're like, man, you know, Connor can score at will, mm -hmm. but we need one. I think we need one more guard, Zach. We need one more guard. And Zach will tell you a pretty sweet story about reaching out to Tyrus McGee. Okay. Yeah. So um, we played and we already, you know, having Samaje too was awesome. Mm -hmm. um, Samaje is such a great guard. We love Clevin. Clevin was originally unable to, um, his wife's having a baby. So we're super happy for him. And we, Clev, just anybody that knows him, he's such a genuine person. Mm -hmm. um, so we were sad that he was going to be missing. So kind of looking for another guard that's, you know, kind of that combo. Um, and it's hard. Like fans, I understand, get a little upset sometimes. <laughs> like, why do we have these non-alums? And I'm like, guys, like, I wish it was easy as, you know, 10 right. people like, sure. yep, and if the roster fits, but it's not always that way. And so, you know, needing to win games and put the best team out there, 
we just kind of were brainstorming like, all right, who a lot of these TPT teams, almost all of them add a couple non-alums. So we're like, who can we add? And um, in 2019, our first game, we played Iowa United, who had Tyrus McGee. And I remember kind of, you know, you don't do a full on scouting report, but you look at who you're playing. And I remember when we had looked at their team and kind of look up highlights and numbers, I was kind of like, oh, man. Like I want to talk about this guy. Yeah, this guy is like really good. Like this might give us some problems. And so game starts and uh, there's a highlight. If you go back and watch like on YouTube, the highlights from that game, like he dots um, Richard, um, <laughs> hits like a 27 foot three right in his face. And um, he ended up with like 27 points, seven assists and just was really solid. And you could tell he knows how to play the game. And so, so safe to say he won't be doing that. Right. To us this year. <laughs> that's why that's the whole reason we got yeah, him. So the game. Yeah. Can't um, beat him right. pull him in, right? Exactly. <laughs> and so uh we just I, I'd always remembered, you know, his name and then happened to see on Twitter um like two months ago or so, he had a dunk and it was like all over European and uh, pro basketball in Europe pages on Instagram. And I was like, dang, that's that dude that we played against. And so I'm like, <laughs> you know what? At this point, we needed a couple of guys. So I shot off probably a DM probably five really high profile guys, like guys that I knew there's probably a good shot. They're not going to message me back. So I had even asked him, there's a guy that he played with, um, uh, in Russia named Joel Ballenboy who played at, um, Weber state. And, uh, you know, so I was leaning on him, but I didn't have connections with these guys. So I just shoot off an Instagram message and I'm just praying like, God, <laughs> please let them at least read it. And so the other guys, a couple days go by, nobody replies. And then, um, I get on Instagram and I'm like, Oh my God, Tyrus McGee replied and he said, yeah, man, I think I would be interested. And so Lord answered the prayer and um, <laughs> I couldn't believe it. And fortunately, this just goes back to how interconnected things are in relationships. He and Richard Kelly share the same agent. So it helped. There was a little bit of familiarity. I leaned on Richard to talk to his agent, to talk to Tyrus. And uh, Tyrus has just been unbelievable. He one of the first things he said when we talked on the phone was, yeah, man, actually, I visited Wichita State. You know, I played two years at Cali. Um, he was an All-American there. And then mm -hmm. he visited WSU and Joe Raglan was his host. Okay. So he's like, Joe's actually one of my best friends. And so then immediately that shifted to, well, can you get him? Well, can you get Joe? <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, unfortunately that, that part didn't work out, but no. Tyrus was just awesome. Like such, um, such a good dude was easy to work with, is excited to play. And I think the fans are, you know, absolutely going to love him. He's uh, just a terrific person. And I mean, the guy's getting married literally this week. And then really? showing up next week. And when he said that, I almost felt bad. Like, are, are you sure? Well, <laughs> you <laughs> send you a gift. <laughs> right. But yeah, he's uh he's just a true basketball player. And so that was that was kind of a fun story of just a random way we picked a guy up. So wow. shout out to Shocker Nation giving us some legitimate uh pull with guys. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. And yeah, if you're a Big Twelve basketball fan, you certainly remember Tyrus. He was yeah. a sixth man of the year for Iowa State and yeah. just a Wildly athletic guy, and then again, like Zach said, if you saw him two years ago, you you know he can play. He'll be a be a positive uh, uh, player for the for the aftershocks. Um, it's kind of funny you mentioned guys getting married, guys having babies. Uh, on, on on your Twitter the other day, you talked about how you can't wait for Connor to go out and play thirty six holes of golf <laughs> and then come score twenty points, right. and that. And that that, that's a, a little bit of the the flavor of this tournament, right? You got guys who are still living life, but oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, there's no doubt. I'm Connor pretty sure I'll be playing 36 <laughs> with them too. Right? They'll be out there in the morning. And yeah. That's a, it's just funny. Like Connor's like, he almost like has so much Michael Jordan in him. Like if you watch the last dance, sure. you know, exactly. you see like yeah. MJ the day before they're playing Boston and like 86 is out with Danny Ainge, like playing 36 holes and, um, Connor just loves to play. He's competitive and yeah. he and Ron, you know, play golf all the time. So 
you know, I'm sure. Yeah, Connor and I play almost once a week out of Teradyne. So okay. we've been building our relationship higher and higher as, as the off season goes and really look forward to him being back here and being a Wichita kid. Same with Samaje. How cool is it to relive a college moment? Yeah. See the fans that accepted you throughout your career and you get to relive that. And that's another reason we talked about kind of the structure for us getting away from basketball and going into the real world that it kind of, kind of feel naked in a sense like you're everything that was structured each and every day for you throughout your entire life is now gone you're like well some of us can probably just be like well i, I can do whatever i want today some people have to get jobs and everyone's <laughs> situation is different but for us at this capacity it allows us to be in basketball and here in wichita and with our university yeah. so it's awesome awesome experience I'm looking forward to. Well, just the, the roster, it looks like it just has different segments. I mean, you, you've got your returning guys like Connor and Richard and, and Zach Brown. Uh, the new guys like Marcus uh, McDuffie, Samaje Haynes-Jones, and, and, and Daryl Willis. Those three guys I was going to ask in particular, I mean, are those guys who watched what happened two years ago and just said, I got to be a part of this? I mean, or is that kind of their, um, you know, to – those first timers, I imagine, have a little extra juice for this. Uh, yeah, I think, you know, they saw it. And um, Daryl was actually here when we were practicing in 19. Um, he one day uh, we needed another guy and he was just up at the gym working out. And so we we're like, let's go. And then me and Jared were kind of sitting there like, dude, why didn't we pick him up? Like, <laughs> what is wrong with us? I think typically, you know, you like to if you look at TBT, it's the better teams are more veteran. It's hard for guys who are in their first year, second year professionally to come out and just dominate. Um, so I think kind of on our mind was they, you know, will hopefully play for us at some point. It's just let's let them get acclimated to the professional game and get better. Um, but I think they were always on our mind. And, you know, Ron and I both, you know, have good relationships with those guys. So it made it easy. And Daryl was so fun because the day I called him, um, he's like, hey, brother, man, I was I was really hoping you were going to ask, man. I was, <laughs> I was waiting on the phone call. I didn't want to I didn't want to be the one to reach out. But I was oh, man, I was hoping you're going to Yep, I'm in. I'm like, <laughs> This is so great. Like, yeah. why can't everything just be this easy in life? <laughs> uh, that's great. That's great. Well, kind of building on uh, part, I know, Ron, part of your role and, and Zach, too, has been trying to organize more of an alumni reunion mm -hmm. uh, as part of this, not just the 11 or the eight guys and the three uh, guys from other uh, schools that are that are going to play for the Aftershocks. But but I know you've reached out to, to hundreds of uh, former players here. And can you just talk a little bit about yeah. that process? How many have, re have responded? Sure. Are there, uh, I know it was reported that uh, uh, there's a guy named Fred uh, Van Bleet's going to come mm -hmm. back here yeah, uh, next week. <laughs> but uh, have yeah. there been some others that have uh, told you, yeah, we'll be there or that you so can that, share? Or? That all started <laughs> once it was kind of announced that I was going to be a part of this and help mm -hmm. out with things. I went up to the offices and – Ryan Hillard, who is Coach IB's assistant, I was like, why don't we see if we can invite every single basketball alum back for this? And the qualifications for it were you basically ended your collegiate career here. And it came down to like 200 and I'll just say 200-ish people, probably a little more. So we sent out these, these invitations and they were pretty vague. They didn't really say what was going on. We just said, hey, this is the weekend. We'd love to get people back. We started getting some replies from people. And then about three weeks later, we're like, okay, 
this is what we're doing. 6.30 the night before our game, or the night of our game, excuse me. We're going to have a ex-players reunion in the Champions Club. Uh, I spoke with Darren Boatwright, and he was like, I'm all for it. I'll take care of whatever you guys need. Get as many people as you can back here. Just let me know. And Hillard and Gretchen Torline up on campus, who is our student-athlete advisor, mm -hmm. all sent out emails to guys from all eras, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, and so on. And we had one guy from each era contact us and say, I'm going to try my best to help and contact my guys mm -hmm. and see how many I can get back. So each era has actually had its own – it's been a, our own crutch. Like they were helping us. Yeah get guys back. And right now I think we have right at 70 people that are RSVP'd and we're allowing each X player to bring a plus one. Not all of them are doing that, but some of them are. And talking with IB, he's like, I love this idea, man. I'm going to bring my current players to it as well. So that's 12 guys. So we'll have 12 current guys in there and then right under 60 hmm. X players right now. The biggest name, obviously, is Fred, and he's coming back. Uh, he reached out to JR and was like, hey, what's going on with the TBT? Like, I want to come back. Mm -hmm. So we didn't even really have to ask him to come. Nice. Uh, some others, uh, I think people will recognize everyone on the Final Four team, but two guys will be back. Uh, I spoke with Cleo Littleton on the way here, mm -hmm. actually, okay. and he's coming back with his son. Uh, Aubrey Sherrard has been contacted. Uh, we've contacted a lot of the guys in the 80s, uh, but, I mean, we contacted them probably a month ago, so mm -hmm. most of them had other commitments. Uh, had a mother from the 19th – or, a, sorry, a wife from the 1955 team from California call me and say that they're That's coming. So, cool. so awesome. it's it's just become – you know, it might not be something that – it might not have as many people as we'd like, but everyone that is – still walking this earth that is an ex shocker basketball player knows that this event event is going on mm -hmm. this year and they're going to watch on tv and next year when the schedule comes out they're going to know okay we're playing friday mm -hmm. i'm going to be there yeah so it's going to continue to grow i know <clears throat> the coaching staff the coaching staff on campus are all in this for the right reasons we want we want this to be a annual thing we know our fans are about it. They'll be there. They'll produce. I know TBT loves coming here. And it's just going to grow our culture or our, not only our community, but the program. And we can showcase what Wichita State basketball is like. I think it opens up a lot of eyes throughout the country, and it's good for IB and his, his staff. Yeah, that's what I noticed, I think, two years ago is how, even though it was their first time, Wichita State's first time in the TBT or the Aftershock's first time, how much Wichita State really made it its own thing. I mean, my earliest memories a few years earlier watching the TBT or, you know, they were in gyms where they were pulling the bleachers out and it kind of had a little AAU atmosphere. I mean, there were guys that could play. There were, you know, you had Mike Bibby and Jason Williams playing and and just guys who you really knew were high caliber players. But the atmosphere, um, uh, you know, it wasn't it wasn't a whole lot even watching it on, on ESPN. What, you know, just two years ago, did it, did it blow you away that here in the middle of July, um, you know, I know you were watching from New York. It just each of your thoughts on that, just just sharing how uh, Wichita State fans received it. Yeah, it, I think, you know, we knew um, when we got the bid to come here that this is a place, obviously, that could be special. But 
Um, I can just remember when we went out of the tunnel, you know, the players run out and onto the court, um, you could just feel it like they were so, it almost brought back the inner kid in them. Like, you know, when they were 18, as freshmen running out of that tunnel and um, this just smiles on their faces, um, doing, you know, the starting lineup, little routine, you know, you're slapping <laughs> teammates' hands, chest bumping, and they turn the lights out, which we didn't know they're gonna do that. And it, uh, it almost just makes you laugh, like, oh man, this is so cool. And then just looking around, like our fans are just so incredibly unbelievable. And just everyone that, you know, played a part in putting this on in 2019 deserves so much credit for the work they put in. And um, the atmosphere is just second to none. Like it's, mm -hmm. you can't beat it. Like you said, there's, so many great, um, you know, teams and players in TBT. Like this year, you've got Derek Williams that played at Arizona. Dude was the number two overall pick. Like, mm -hmm. it's incredible. Earned a lot of money playing this game. Um, I guarantee you, I think they're in uh, – oh, they're here. Excuse me. But some of the other players, like West Virginia's team, uh, some of these other teams, like there's no way that they can top, you know, what we do here. Mm -hmm. I think now it's almost a source of pride, like our fans, like – hey, let's show up again and show out and, you know, maybe try to break our own record. Like yeah. we shattered the attendance record by like right. 5,000, mm -hmm. which is uh, so cool. And then it, they help us so much when they do come out because now we can show the guys like, hey, check this video. This is what it was like last time. Mm -hmm. Like it's hard to turn that down when you see that environment and that experience. Yeah. And, and there, there are alumni programs that embrace this. I mean, Syracuse, it, that Bayheim's Army team is always <laughs> – Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, there, there's guys lining up to play for them and, and West Virginia always has a good – good alumni group so it, it's which that state's definitely not you know they're not pelling in comparison yeah uh, they're for sure they're hanging in there and that's what it's funny like syracuse does have such a great tradition mm -hmm. uh, in tbt and a great fan base that supports them but you can like just see it like look at the numbers nobody does it like our fans do and so mm -hmm. you know we we want this to be a yearly thing where you get to come back and see you know your favorite alumni and not just a you know one-time thing where yeah we showed up in 2019 and then it kind of fizzled off so we hope everybody um still comes out to support, you know, it's, it's always tough. People got things going on in the summers, but you know, for one weekend of the summer, this is you know, the hottest ticket in town. And, um, big pro is that it's air conditioned, you know, baseball outside. <laughs> I know Wichita hey, summers, man, it's about one Oh four and it's muggy. And so you can come sit in the air conditioned environment and watch your favorite guys. <laughs> Very good. We're kind of switching gears here to, to the current group of shockers. Yesterday, there was a big news for which for Wichita State's concerned with Tyson Etienne uh, announcing that he's uh, going to come back for his junior season. He went through the pre-draft process. I don't know if you guys were plugged in with him uh, personally or not, but Ron, I know you've, you've performed, uh, you know, tried out in front of NBA scouts and things like that. Uh, just can you comment on his decision to come back and, and what – what benefit he just got the last couple months? So I, I was in similar shoes as him. I tested the waters. My junior going to be senior season. The rules were a little different. You couldn't actually go train and participate like Tyson could. Uh, I don't know what feedback he got from, from scouts or why he decided to come back. I haven't really looked into that yet. But you just get a lot of information and a lot of or I should say you get a lot of information in a short period of time. And for me coming back after my junior year, it was, it, it probably should have been something I did my homework on a little better, but I had no idea how one to get an agent. I had, I think two weeks to decide mm -hmm. my parents neither played pro basketball. I really just didn't have a good sense of how this process was even supposed to work. And, when Fred told me he was coming back, it was just like a no brainer to come back with him. But to have Tyson go out 
and get all these these scouts looking at him, GMs looking at him and speaking highly of him. They know his character's there. And that's one thing that will separate him after this next year if he decides to go out. There's a lot of good basketball players out there. But if you can display that you're a good person and your character and teammate skills are above the guy next to you, that's going to carry you so much farther than just that average good basketball yeah. player. But for him coming back, it's it's great. I think he's the core of this team. He's a guy that obviously can play the game really, really well. And what matters to me is how highly IB speaks of him. When you got a coach that speaks about a player like that, you know that player is legit, bought in, and loves what he does every single day. Yeah. So having that piece on your team is just – it's going to be like gasoline on fire because mm -hmm. all those all those other guys are going to follow suit and be be on his, his coattail. Yeah. I know, you know, firsthand how as a teammate of a guy that's, you know, Tess Noirs, how nerve-wracking it is because we were all, you know, waiting on – you and Fred to make that decision. Yeah. And um, I just remember having talks with JR, like, oh my God, like, what are we going to do if they leave? Like, oh my God, like, just freaking out. And can, uh, we, can because, we test the walk on water? Right. <laughs> but, like, these are, you know, not only your teammates, but your friends. And so you want what's best for them. But when you guys, I can't remember what you guys said, but like, text in the group chat of like, we're back. It was like such an exciting feeling. So, you know, Bryson, um, you know, I don't have, of deep relationship with Tyson by any means, but, you know, just knowing what he's like through Bryson and through Jacob, um, just his character. He's just such a different, like he's, I think has, is cut from that same cloth. Like the, you and Fred, you know, kind of have where you just know that they're going to make it, yeah. you know, reading Taylor, um, Eldridge's article this morning on, he talked to Tyson last night and Tyson talked about, um, you know, he had teams saying like, we we are going to take you and so mm -hmm. i think that takes um, a pretty big person to sit there and have millions of dollars kind of waved in front of your face and then a lifelong dream i think people fans sometimes forget that because we can get selfish easily like mm -hmm. i want to see him play here but this is something you've worked for your entire life before mm -hmm. you were ever a shocker when you were five six years old and you were watching the nba this was a just a dream and mm -hmm. now it's right in front of you so for him to to have the patience and maturity to say you know what like he talked about the Drake game left a really bad taste in my mouth. I don't right. want, you know, that to be my ending legacy here. Like I want to come back and end things on my terms. Like that's so impressive to me and to have that maturity to say, you know what, this can wait one more year mm -hmm. um, and then improve my stock, mm -hmm. you know, end things on my terms here, give IB in this group, you know, another shot together. Um, just so exciting. And Bryson had showed me, he had um, sent the team a text that said it was like victory lap, baby. And I'm sure all those guys, when they saw that, were just geeked and uh, so exciting. Because like you said, he is he's the core of that group. And he takes them from being a, a good team to a special team. So it's exciting. I think he seems like such a, a terrific person. And um, he also talked about in that article, the fans, like last year, you know, he has such a great season and they win the freaking American. And there's <laughs> less than half of the fans in there to see that. So can you imagine, mm -hmm. you know, I'm just excited, um, you know, we will be going to a game. Yeah. So yeah. I want to see, you know, what this place is like with him and for IB and just they all deserve so much to have a full crowd and to show their appreciation for this group. Yeah, the TBT will, will kind of give a little maybe. I mean, that's obviously a big momentum builder to have Tyson come back, but the TBT will be a chance for uh, an unlimited amount of fans to get in Coke and kind of re 
I don't know what the right word is, but uh, I think after the, the pandemic, having sports back, yeah. what it's TBT is not ideally in the best date of the year because it's in the middle of these guys' off season. But how perfect is it for our program to at least showcase some of the new guys that are on campus what Coke Arena is yeah. and how special it is? I think that so. was big for all of us, you know, in getting you know this group together and just you know. You know, Ron, we've had so many talks about this and JR and Garrett, like this place means so much to us. And we want to be able to show now these new guys mm -hmm. like this is their first experience of it before the season even starts. And this is the fans, too. How cool for them. This is the first full capacity event back in Cocarina. So we're hoping that they're, you know, chomping at the bit. But this gives the current team such a great um, little taste of it. And then to also. For IB to be able to show them, like, hey, look at this. This is family. Like, when you when you graduate here, this is forever. You can always come back. And we want those current guys to be able to know Ron and, you know, to know Fred and have, uh, you know, be able to get advice from them when they need it. You know, how, what a perfect opportunity for them to get to know each other and spend time together. And you see the programs with rich traditions have this kind of thing. You know, Ohio, Ohio State just had a bunch of their guys back for their mini camp and they were at practice and hanging out. And um, I think, that's honestly what I think I'm most excited for is that relationship to continue to build. And then all of the other guys that aren't even playing getting to come back and be together and for them to show their support for IB and that relationship to just grow and continue. Well, it's a, it's a great uh, opportunity to prime the pump a little bit for basketball season. And uh, it starts with the aftershocks at, uh, at 8 p.m. Uh, Friday, July 16th against the uh, the aftershocks are the number two seed, and they're playing the number fifteen seed expats, and it'll be the first or the last of four first opening day games uh, in the TBT on Friday, July sixteenth, eight p.m. Uh, on ESPN two. And uh, again, it's a single elimination. If the uh, if the aftershocks win, uh, they're staring at a, a second round matchup with either alumni from Creighton or Kansas State, which uh, um, th that'll draw. I mean, that'll be a Sunday afternoon. Yeah. Uh, uh, throw down in, in Coke Sunday for sure. So, yeah, there we go. Okay, so, but, uh, uh, and then the, the tournament concludes uh, with the, after two of the teams in the TBT will move on, or from this TBT regional will move on to the quarterfinals, uh, July 31st in, in Dayton, Ohio. The championship uh, of the uh, 64 team tournament is August 3rd. So, uh, guys, thanks very much for your time. Ron Baker, Zach Bush. Uh, go win a million dollars. Thank you. We'll try. <laughs> All right. That's the motivation. Right. I just want to say thanks to you guys for setting this up. Uh, campus is looking great. Lots happened in 10 years. Why couldn't it look like this? <laughs> this looks way more well, fun. We used to be teeing off over here at Braver and now right. there's hotels and yeah. restaurants. But Our campus runs with Carrie would have been a lot more fun if we were looking at this stuff. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. But yeah, thanks for doing this. Uh, Zach and I, we're going to we're definitely going to enjoy this next week. Yeah. We want to thank all our sponsors, obviously, and all the guys that are coming back to play. This is going to be a lot of fun and can't wait to share it with all our fans and family. All right. Well, thanks very much for your time, guys, and good Thank luck you. to you. Appreciate Thank it. you. All right.